Hello, UCR. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, hello, hello, hello. Long time between drinks here at Uncensored Horror. Or oh, actually, for tonight, should we say, g'day. G'day. <laughs> g'day, because as you can see, it's just the Aussie troubled trio here tonight. Katie is off this evening. And we thought to ourselves, hey, selves, with three Australians on the panel, what could we discuss that Americans may not know about? Nikki Webster. Nikki Webster. <laughs> Veg- <laughs> the exact correct amount of Vegemite to put on something. Or we could discuss an Australian slasher that a yes. lot of Americans may or may not know about, but they should because it has icon Molly Ringwald as the starring yes. role. So- Thank you, Luke. We are going to talk about <laughs> 2000s cut. cut. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, oh, that will be the Australian, the Australian poster for the 2000 Australian horror comedy, I guess. Horror comedy, horror <laughs> meta slasher cut. Looks very dramatic and very um, representative of the film. This is the US poster. Oh, I like that vibe. one. This is the DVD. But it doesn't that I have. give the the vibe at all. Yes. So let's um let's set the set the scene for what kind of world we were existing in. This is full on post scream excitement. Post scream three thousand. Yeah. Two thousand. We are living in the metaverse. They even reference scream in this movie. And Courtney, and Cox Courtney in Cox. this movie, <laughs> so it is. It, we are fully, you know, immersed in what it is to be the Kevin Williamson, Wes Craven meta slasher, and Australia does not have a big history of horror <laughs> films. Um, there are some great ones. There are some not so great ones. Wolf Creek. And Wolf Creek's a great one. Wolf Creek's a great one, but there's there's a lot there's a lot more to to look into. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. But let's talk about before we get started. As always, if you have not seen two thousand, the it's, it's very hard saying two thousands, the year two thousands Australian horror movie cut. Pause the podcast right now and come back later so you can join in the conversation. So I will go first. I remember hearing about this movie coming out. I remember hearing about it being made. I remember all the kinds of like hype around it. There, were, there was hype around this movie when it was coming out because it was an Australian slasher film. It was our answer to Scream. Mm. And I and, and it was a lot of talk yeah. about Kylie Minogue being in it. Kylie Minogue, yes. We have Australian icon Kylie Minogue, which we'll talk about again a little bit later. Um, I actually remember seeing this in cinemas. I, I saw Cut in cinemas and I was a bit impressed slash obsessed with it back then. 
I don't know that time has been that kind to this movie or, or you know, <laughs> we have, um, you know, you, you live and you watch more. 2000, I think, oh, depending on oh, March, I would have been just 18, freshly 18, 17. We're in high sorry. school when Cut Drop Girl. We were um, in high school, yeah. Wh- when did Spinning Around come out? It was around 2000 <laughs> as well? I can't remember. Who knows? I think Kylie was big again anyway, and then this movie Kylie was, all of a sudden. Kylie was having her come back. She'd, yeah, she's had um. She was had, in her so renaissance everyone, period. Her yeah. renaissance. So her everyone had high hopes on. for this movie that Kylie Minogue would sign on, even though they obviously didn't watch Street Fighter. Kylie, someone's picked us up. And look, I I went in. I with don't think that's high expectations. Quietly. No, nah, it's not quietly. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I went in with high expectations for this film at that time because I was thinking it was going to be like Scream, and I remember feeling a little bit cringy. I got that cultural cringe, like, oh, they're so Australian and just so ocker. But now I watched it just recently, like very recently, <laughs> and I could appreciate the shtick they were going for. I got it. So. You know, it's very heavily tongue in cheek these yeah. days, or tongues now, out of cheeks. Now, Brooke, <laughs> you haven't seen this movie until twenty four hours ago. I heard you. Yeah, yeah. So I. Literally so how was that it experience for, the first time. for you? Oh, look! There were things that I absolutely loved, and there were things that I went, "What the fuck?" Um, <laughs> just because some of it was so cringy, and the way that they were so Australian and it's just, it makes you kind of go, why? But there you were things the that I thought... cultural cringe. I've always found you very attractive. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. You don't do that. You don't do that in Wolf Creek and you don't do that in um, Rogue. Like, you don't do nah. that in... Like, a lot of these, a lot of these Aussie horror movies... Do you think maybe because it was trying to be so American, it was, was, it was trying to, say, to they borrow were, from that formula yeah. so much that you can't help but compare it? It's like, oh, okay. It was kind of, it, it felt like one of those movies that it didn't really know the identity it wanted to have. Like, did it want to be really funny or did it want to have like really tense slasher moments? And we'll it talk sort of about got that a bit at the end muddy. with our review. We'll, we'll talk about where it's all right. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. We don't want to to give away all the good stuff straight up. So, um, just a little bit of a synopsis for those of us that haven't actually seen it. It's 1985 and the cast and crew of horror flick Hot-Blooded are learning firsthand what it means to be stalked by a masked killer. When the director is viciously murdered on set, the production is shut down, the film locked away incomplete. But every time the footage is screened... Somebody dies. 14 years later, a group of enthusiastic film students decide to finish Hot-Blooded, led by Raffi, the director, Jessica Napier, producer, Hester, Sarah Kantz, or Kantz. <laughs> they manage to track down Vanessa Turnbull, the one and only Molly Ringwald, the star of the original film, who reluctantly agrees to return to, to, return to Australia after shooting commences on the original Erie location. The students start to disappear one by one. Now they just have to finish the film before it finishes them. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. dun. <laughs> right. Sounds very dramatic. So we are straight away thrown back to the 80s. And I think in us, it's, it's stunt casting, obviously, but it is a great 
great case of stunt casting on both parts. I want to know how they got Molly Ringwald to Ugh, do this. Movie. I love her. I love her. I don't care what anyone else says. She I made this movie. Great. She yeah, really she was did. Very, yeah. I think and Molly I knew love... what kind of movie she was making. Yeah, she I was watching the Yeah, <laughs> I need a stunt driver. I didn't know I'd have yeah. to drive a car. <laughs> so Molly is um, and and Molly would have been what late thirties here, wouldn't she? She would have been 30, around thirties. So probably very stereotypically playing a teenager in her thirties. So Molly definitely knew what kind of movie she was making. I I think she was definitely down for the 80s shtick. Uh, it was very, very dramatic, her scenes. And we, I guess we're led to believe that that was, you know, that's the first thing we see in the film, you know, this hazy, gauzy, 1980s-esque, late 70s-looking <laughs> film. We get we get called a cut, and then and that is a very distinctly Aussie voice and a legendary Australian cut. voice. Our other piece, our other piece of stunt <laughs> casting. Is the one and only Kylie Minogue. Now, do you think it's hilarious that they gave Kylie the Charlene accent and the Charlene hairstyle back again just for this film? She had that real tight, frizzy hair. They knew what they were doing. They're like, she's an icon of Aussie Aussie culture. They know that having Kylie Minogue, even for you know, five seconds. She doesn't make, she doesn't really make movies. Like the only movie that she's made and she was like the star of, I think was the delinquents, right? She was in the yes. delinquents. No, she's been, she was in street fighter. She was in she was, a she's movie the, with Holy Shaw. She's not, she's not oh, the leading female. She was the leading female. She was, yeah, but she's not, it's like she was the star. She's not what she's known for though. No, so she's, she's a pop but, star. But, but she I was an like actress she, in Neighbours. Yeah, she started off in Neighbours, but I th- I thought she did pretty well. Like, there's bits and pieces where, I, like, I believe Kylie, then, like, she'll slip into something really Aussie. I'm like, oh, Kylie. No, I didn't, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they, they robbed her of a decent opening kill, though. They could have given her not even the I Barrymore think, treatment, but they could have just given her something more than an off-screen kill. I think it was very much down to the budget. This is not a, a major yeah. studio film, obviously. Yeah. Uh, we do get to meet our killer, though, and I've got to say, oddly effective. This is Scarman, <laughs> and that mask is pretty intense. <laughs> I was it's like, oh, creepy. It the ears. Yeah. yeah. The mask was creepy, but I hated how initially the killer was just so. Like the, in the flashback scene with with Kylie and everything, well, it wasn't really a flashback, but where the movie opened, it, I didn't like. Hillary, look, he was just too Aussie. I'm sorry, you can't <laughs> scream without a tongue. Look, like, uh, how you had to scream? Cultural cringe. Veggie oh, sandwich. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, Scar Scarman is being played by Brad. <laughs> um, and Hillary Jacobs, also known as Kylie Minogue, basically publicly humiliates him on set and is going to fire him because he can't get his scenes right with Vanessa Molly Ringwald. Uh, we cut to her office where 
Brad comes and does a little bit of, um, I guess, method acting, we would call it, by placing the mask on and removing his finger, his pinky finger. Yeah. What the, the fuck oh, happened here, though? Can yeah. someone explain this? Did the evil go into him at this point? Like, what was happening? Can someone... Or was I just crazy? think it was um, maybe not really that well, well fleshed written. out. I have an idea. <laughs> um, he, I guess he just goes crazy because he doesn't want to be fired. Um, and as Luke said, starts to advance on Hillary and she says, you come near me, I'll scream. And he says his iconic line, it's hard to scream. Without a tongue. <laughs> we cut away and Meanwhile the tongue. bitch screams. She's screaming. Yeah, Kylie screams <laughs> and then um we have a tongue placed <laughs> placed mm. on a cat on the And it looks like one of those tongue. like jelly lo- you know the lollies that you get, like um the clouds and that that are covered in sugar? No, oh, you know, yeah. like the gummy lollies. It looked like one yeah. of them. Or like a sour oh. strap. anyway Vanessa Vanessa Turnbull is on her way to see Hillary because I'm assuming she did not have her Diet Coke in her hand at the end of filming (laughs) like she demands when the director yells cut I want my Coke in my hand so being very serious very serious Um, Brad slash Scarman then attacks Vanessa who um Gives him, I guess, the world's most savage tracheotomy, <laughs> and and kills him in in front of um in front no, of. She beats him up first. She headbutts yeah, she beats him. She go, yeah, she goes hard. Vanessa goes hard, but and the um modified garden shears end up through his throat. He's electrocuted, which I don't get. But anyway, yeah, what happened there? Alex, Was there a cut scene like where he I don't fell know. into a box? I was going to say, but doesn't that, like, make sense later on in the film? It does though? later on. It would make it more ties, sense if he was stabbed yeah. into something electrical, but I don't know. But it kind of ties back to the end, yeah. I feel like. It makes no sense when it happens, <laughs> but I feel like yeah. if you pay enough attention toward the end, it makes Brooke, this much sense. It doesn't really make much sense. Let's no, no, it yeah. didn't, but... Anyway, I know. <laughs> we're, we're trying to put the puzzle together, but there's a few pieces missing, I think. <laughs> there's a few <laughs> screws loose, but it's okay. Vanessa's assistant witness at Lostman and um, witnesses the murder as well. So he's one of the original survivors of, of, you know, of the 1980s drama. Cut forward now to present-day groovy 2000s rock grungy Australia. Um, Lossman is Lossman <laughs> is now a film studies teacher, and he's talk. He's regard. He's regaling his class with the story of why he doesn't have horror on his course at, in the film studies, wherever he is. I would assume university slash school, whatever. Um, but two of the students, Jess Napier and Sarah Carts, Raffi and Hester, are very interested in the rights to hot blooded, and they can see especially with the, you know, modern-day re-emergence of horror, they can see dollar signs in bringing back a cursed film and completing it. So they ask ask the questions, and this is where we start to find out that every time there's been a screening or or an attempt to finish the film, there has been a death. There was a screening of the film and there was a murder. 
And then um, one of the, I think the producer was actually electrocuted. So the film Hot Blooded has a mysterious curse. Ooh. Ooh. I know, but it makes sense that it's a student film at this point because that's what this film looks like. Yeah, look, I think that they, they, they try. They try. Um, <laughs> try. I think when it comes down to... You've got to think. Uh, I don't know, though. The, I think I think even low budget, like, you can do some good stuff. I think but but I, I think with low budgets, you get a lot of people that put money into it that want to have their bits in and their say, and it makes everything messy and it's not really true to the art. The film industry is a lot different now than it was in 2000. I think if you were trying to mount a horror movie now in Australia, obviously there's a lot, there's still, it's still a lot, but it's something you can do now on the back of movies like Wolf Creek and the Babadook and stuff like that. There are Australian horror movies that have done really, really well and have been critically acclaimed and successful. So it's a little bit easier to get it done. It's, I think this film, this feels very much like a guerrilla film student, like, you know, everybody in the, in the back of a van, we're making a movie kind of moment. Which, and there's nothing wrong with that. So great movies have been made like that. Halloween was made like that. You know what I mean? Texas Chainsaw Massacre was made like that. I think, as we said, we get a bit confused with the voice of what we want the movie to be. But, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. They manage, and I don't know what, I feel like, we're missing some scenes here. Somehow they convince Vanessa to come back. She's doing daytime soap. She hasn't worked in movies since since Hot Blooded, and they've convinced. Oh no, her. she she drops uh, the penny. Why? Because it was nothing appealing about the offer. The offer was garbage. She had to fly coach. I got to fly coach, <laughs> and like everything about it was just not for her. But she reveals later why she even agreed to it because. It didn't really make sense why someone would unless they were emotionally invested. I feel like they could there's a little yeah, there's a little bit of a you know There might be a cut scene. Yeah, there might be I would like to I would like to see the script too far forward. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see I they they use like um tabloid headings and stuff like that to try and explain it. I feel like I would just rather see it. Don't try and show me it. Just like I would like to see it. So, um, grown up Molly Ringwald ar- arrives back in Australia and is picked up in the back of a car um, <laughs> and taken to a press conference straight away. I'm like, this is very interesting. I don't know if people know how movies work, but anyway, um, she's uh, she's questioned about hot blooded and why she would come back and if she was scared. And she gets one of her best lines in the movie. Um, it, when asked if she was scared about the curse, she says, "Oh, if I die, I get paid extra." Yeah, I love that, Molly. Like, Molly, you're amazing. I love how she shows up, though, like a complete, like, film diva with, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, she's the stereotypical and everything. American film star. And she's, she's, like, involved in this backyard film that's just complete trash. Like, well, we run out of petrol and we're trying to pick you up. And she's just it's like, very oh, shit, but let's just do this. I love that she gets she gets dressed up to go to the screening as well. She's like like the screening of the original film. She's like she rocks up in a dress with a shawl and her hair done, and all the students just rock up, you know, to watch. We get our first um our first red herring with the film projectionist. I think we're all supposed to think, oh, this guy's a bit shady and a bit. How you going? Um, yeah. 
we have a we have a fake out. Missing. But we then have a also, fake out here. we have a fake also out here Molly's character a... walks out. She walks yeah, out. No, there, is, yeah. I feel like that that could have been played up a bit more as well. But you know, again, um, the the prosthetics department get a little practice in, um, and you know, pretend there's some slit throats and. Poor Raph. Uh, Raffy doesn't oh. take it too well. She gets a little bit upset. <laughs> Poor Jess Napier. Now, Jess Napier um, was very much of the time too. She was quite famous there for a little while in Australia. She was in TV and movies and all that kind of stuff. Who is she? She, Who is she? Nap- she was on, um, oh, I can't remember what TV show she was on, but she's she's a name. She's a name in Australia. She's like a, she was a well-known actress in the 2000s. Um, okay. So she might do I feel like podcast. I would love to talk to her about making this movie. I feel like it would be a very unique experience <laughs> to talk about, you know, trying to make an American horror movie in Australia. So as we uh we now return to the original set as well, as well. I like the house was cute. The house is very cute. I was like, oh, gothic. Gothic, kind of. I actually think I know where it is. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> we'll have a discussion also, there later. Someone, there was someone living there, right? The guy that was living yes. there. And yeah, it was so all nice and done. Him. But how come there were certain parts of it that were still all shit? Because it's pro- It's very much, um, think, Grey Gardens. It's very much it's probably a house that has seen its, pro- its prime and someone lives there that can't afford to maintain it now. It's not unheard of. A lot of um, you know, a lot of these. But big some of it houses, was maintained. Yeah, but for public appearance and stuff. Yeah. You want to you want it to look like yes, I I am still rich and, and affluent, but there's stacks of dishes and stuff. Over, like, do you know what I mean? That's it was, bone it was China. For show. I'll have yeah. you know, it's bone it from China bone? from Is China. It from China. <laughs> from China. <laughs> so yes, we we meet the um. There's some shonky dealings going on there. We get, he's getting paid to use the location, and the producer's um, widow has signed, made the girl sign an indemnity that she <laughs> is not responsible for anything that happens to anyone on the set. That's very dramatic, isn't it? Blood money, girls. Blood money. Blood money. So, oh, okay. She kind of knows some crap's going to go down. And she knows. We'll, we'll talk about her later. <laughs> she knows. She's very um she's very reminds me of Robert England when Robert England plays a female in like the Friday in the Friday movies, not Red Old Street movies, you know, when he's like the nurse or something. Are you an uncensored like, horror? <laughs> yeah, so I'm just having a little stroke. It's okay. It was a fun one. <laughs> so yeah, while these guys are on set making their movie, the projectionist is killed and the the, the well, cans is he? We the don't know this at the time, do we? Well, no. Well, they don't know it. We see it. They don't know it. Oh, do we? Um, I can't remember yeah. already. The cans, the cans containing <laughs> the film are delivered to to the location, so they are surrounded by the film. When mysteriously, oh. Scarman starts acting a little out of character or in character, I would say. <laughs> That's, so yeah. I've got to, I've got to give this credit, right? For a movie that is low budget, that beheading was pretty impressive. Oh, it was, yeah. That the the beheading that I don't know how you behead someone with a garden shears, that set of garden shears. Um, well, but they explain that later too because he's like, these are 
yeah, they've been modified so I can cut off heads. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Like, yeah, he that head, that I didn't mind that little blink of the head after it got <laughs> decapitated. And, <laughs> and that that was, see, this is where we go. We start to have these scenes where there are, there is genuine tension. Like, I was like, oh, okay, that's a little bit creepy. And he's a creepy dude. Scarman's a creepy dude. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at him, he's a creepy dude. But then he throws the, the butcher's cleaver at her. <laughs> like the sound and effect he, and everything. It's yeah, like, oh. He impales her into the door. It kind of. Yeah, it's like, oh. I guess okay. they threw it pretty hard to, like, go through yeah. bone and everything. <laughs> but well, he's, you know. Yeah. He's supernatural. He's he's the dude. He's the dude. He's the dude. Yeah. So yeah, we are we are seeing them <laughs> meet their meet their deaths one at a time. Um, I've got to say, some of them were the, horrible the, deaths. Yeah, the scene on the bus was was pretty good when they um needed power for the generator and old mate went to leave and he just got shocked with the shears. I was like, oh okay, damn, that was good. I was like, oh. Oh, uh, oh, and the oh, poor uh, lesbian. What was the lesbian character's name? Hester. Now, this is very oh. interesting. I thought it was a very interesting flex I to, include, to include <laughs> this character in this storyline. That I think we all got the feeling that Hester was obviously like all about Raffi and was like, oh, my God, Raffi's amazing. Oh, but wouldn't you be? Because she was like all blonde and pretty. <laughs> McLeod's daughters. I, that's what I already McLeod's sent that in a daughters. message. McLeod, I sent it daughters. to you guys yeah. already. McLeod's daughters. I'm thinking, I'm thinking yeah. about it. He was yes. McLeod's daughters. Yeah. I feel like she was in something else in the early 2000s as well. But I can't remember. She like was in a couple of movies. Yeah, anyway. she Maybe send a link line after this. Oh, don't be nasty to Jess Napier. I'm not being mean. I like she's Jess done Napier. More you, <laughs> she's done more than you've ever done, Babs. <laughs> oh, well. But she's an actor. She's an actress. So we also see the death of, um, I've got to say, we like to set people on fire too, don't we? Yeah, that was the one I was thinking about. That was brutal. That was, and that was I ooh. thought it was great the way she ran away on fire. I thought it was amazing. But you, can, you can tell it's like, like stop, drop, and roll. She's going to run fine. away. She's going to happen off, off camera and out of, <laughs> out of, you know, out of shot. Whoopsie daisy, that happened. And then locking yourself in the car. Wow, genius. Yeah. How simple was he, that? He gets blown up as well. That just yeah. shows, you know, some people are alpha. <laughs> no, I didn't feel sorry for him. He, he, he had yeah, plenty I feel like of opportunity to run. Like, wouldn't you think if someone's getting nice. a pet, like, a, pe- a petrol, like I said, it's so yeah. Aussie, wouldn't you think, oh, he's going to, like, light the car up, maybe let's get out. Maybe. The drive no. a little. So, we'll drive um, off sorry, it. even before this, so yeah. we've kind of jumped the gun. We got a bit excited <laughs> talking about talking about it. We do have the, the arrival of the producer's wife, Honkin, interrupting, you know, interrupting the shot that we were going oh, to see yes. Vanessa playing her mother. So she's she's come back to play her own mother in this film because of the time. That's we also passed. missed over my favorite part where they gave oh, him no. the fake shears. And, and then he just it, casually yeah. walked past everybody to, yep. to pick up the real ones. Like, well, it's the same, no one paid any scene, attention. So it's cool. It's, it's okay. Scene, so it's all right. That's how um, that thing happened with um, old Baldwin. 
Pay attention, yeah. people. <laughs> that's what that's what happens on the set of the crow as well. Like it, it happens. It happens Pay when attention. you're not paying attention. So Molly Ringwald. So they got actually, the right steers. Actually attacked. <laughs> and you know, we learned that um yelling cut isn't gonna help you. She gets a little little, you know, throaty cut. Nicked and, in the um, neck, yeah. She gets she real get cranky about the it neck. too. Um, what about Paul Lossman though? He gets a fire poker. Through the neck. But why would the fool still sit there? Everyone's running and he's still sitting there filming like crazy. Oh, yeah, the, the, the faux love interest. Like, I don't think there was much to that character. He was like, obvious body, obviously going to be a body count. But that's a cool shot. That's this, this, that's this shot here where he gives him a little wave at the camera and then gets <laughs> stabbed through the eye. It's a very cute moment for him. But didn't run away, though. Silly man. Away. You got it right. He wanted to get the shot. He's like April O'Neil in Turtles. What a story. <laughs> Try to get that story. Try to get that story all the way. Yeah, the producer, this is where the producer's wife, and this all arrives and they find the the guy who owns the house hanging dead upstairs while his dog licks the pool of his blood, all that oh. kind of stuff. It just yeah, that was all a bit happens much. in a burst of, in a burst, I guess you would say. Hester's dead, like, uh, and the police arrive. The two the two police officers arrive. Now, I've got to say, one of the most Australian deaths I've seen was the female police officer getting impaled. Oh, that was so good. On the garden tap. And that was so tap. Aussie. And then he turned it on then the for no one. reason. But what I, what I want to know is why did the male cop scream, Stay right there. Just drop it. Stop. <laughs> Don't move. So many times. Like, <laughs> even he vaults down the stairs. He's like, Don't move. Something tells me these two cops would die on their first night out in, the, yeah. in an American, they're on the American much, force. Um, they're very much <laughs> Halloween four cops. Uh, Halloween five yes. cops. They're Halloween five yes. cops. But they, should have, they should come with their own, like, Sound effects and stuff like that. <laughs> Very much fodder for the fodder for the beast. Scarman does some serious damage. Like he again, mm. we we get a pretty much, you know, shot for shot reenactment of um of Vanessa's original scene with him in in her upstairs bedroom. That's like her childhood bedroom. That went, that's all set. shit now. It's all it's all rotten. Very um, what they did with Scream this year, you know. Re- revisiting the location and mm. freaking out about it. Scream 3 did it as well, you know, when she was back in Woodsboro. Mm-hmm. Very Sydney Prescott moment. And she get, even goes out the window. She's like, oh, bye now. Except with no and budget. You didn't even see a fall. No like, come on. I would have come and jumped out the, dre- out the window in her dress just to make it look like she actually fell. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where we, we've come up with the with the, you know, idea that if we destroy the film, then the evil will be destroyed as well. Yeah, that was kind of left field. So I don't, think that's kind of... I don't think that's the first conclusion I would come to. No, I'd be like, but the it was the theory guy? from the the it was the theory from the widow. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then the like, widow's also had a stroke yeah. at this point, so um, yeah. the killer's really going overtime now. Like, yeah, just yeah. making people have strokes now. Katulpa, they've created their their negative energy and the energy that's gone into the film has has created this monster and 
it's I guess it's a metaphor for art and stuff like that. A very heavy-handed metaphor, but you know, as you do. It was kind <laughs> of yeah. It was its own entity. It was a little bit like the it first had become its thing. own entity, like the drama yeah. and all the passion and everything surrounding the film has created this monster irony. Um, <laughs> and we get we get the unmasking now. This is very, very Freddy Krueger, Robert England, mm. right? Yeah, bit Freddy, a little bit um like Buffy demon as well. I got from that one. Yeah, like um, X Files. And... Yeah, X Files ish too. He right? was very X Filesy, especially when yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think this now, is when he was actually a bit menacing. I felt that. Yeah, like, I feel like there was potential. Yeah, yeah. And then again, Vanessa. He likes to set things on fire. I guess because he's already on, he's already on fire. I know he's dousing <laughs> her too. Like he's like yeah, someone like that you don't want to be in a bad her. relationship with. I know, right? That's not cute <sighs> for anyone involved. And Vanessa crawls off again. They had a shot. Vanessa's crawling out of shot. So we don't, we don't have the the budget. We don't to want like to see her go up. Fire. <laughs> we can't. We don't have the Molly. Especially not Molly, because she probably didn't have a stunt double. Poor no, bitch. She was driving this, the car by herself. Budget, I don't think. <laughs> I think she was um, very much doing everything. But you know that happens. It's okay. Good on you, Moles. We want you um, back for the sequel. Well, look, we did. We we and we kind of jumped around it too, but very heavy-handedly, it is revealed that Raffi is Hillary's daughter. So the original director um, is is her mother, like she died. Oh, so Kylie's her mum. Kylie's Kylie her Kylie was yeah. her oh. mum. So she, Raffi's like Ebony Ray a little bit. Yeah, Raffi's <laughs> trying to, you know, save her mother's reputation because everyone thought she was a schlock director and never, never did anything because she was murdered and done it, like murdered on the set yeah. of a B production, but. I feel like that could have stood out a bit more as well. Like it kind of got, if you weren't paying attention to the movie. It feels like this movie needed another like 20 minutes of story to flesh out some stuff and about another million dollars of budget so we could see like people get lit on fire. It has so much potential. It had a lot of potential. Let's just finish our recap first and we can talk potential. So, you know, she's... We've we've thrown we've thrown the film into the fire and Scarman collapses on top of Raffi. Not before though. And this is very, very a no no. The impaled lossman removes the fire poker from his neck. I know, lucky it wasn't through his carotid artery. I know. It's not corroded <laughs> anyway, mate. It's just gonna fucking bleed everywhere. And we get a repeat scene. He gets stabbed again. There's the electricity, you know, fires. And he starts to melt as the film melts. Now, I know I it's very that Jess Napier, Jess Napier deserves an award for just copying that much goo in the face. Because when, <laughs> when, he, when he dissolves and she crawls towards Wasserman, she is covered. I know. Not a lot is. of actresses guess... have to put up with that except for like Jenna Jameson. I know. She is covered. It looks like lube, doesn't it? She's like she it is doesn't moist look good. Lube. It mm. does not look good. And like that really cheap lube from Woolies too. <laughs> like, so anyway, we get it. another we get another <laughs> cutaway moment with the with the, you know, um tabloid saying Finesse is alive and 
leaving hospital to go back to go on to general leaving, hospital. Leaving da, da, the da, da, burn da. feud. You know, she's she, ironically oh. going back to not complete. This uncompleted film has given her career another boost, so it looks like Vanessa will be fine. We see Lossman and uh, Raffi visiting her at hospital and um, with little Bert hands, little, little koala Bert hands. And yeah. they just confirmed that the film was destroyed and that she, she says, I can finally sleep at night, which is the first time she mentions it. Random. But she couldn't sleep. Like oh, no, no, there was a conversation no, earlier where she did say that she wakes up and, yeah, and she's know, pain. It wasn't, and it wasn't like, do you know what I mean? It, it wasn't, wasn't fleshed like out. Could, it needed to be part of that 20 out. minutes the yeah. movie needed. <laughs> We get a little sting in the tail moment where we are obviously, oh, it's New York City because it's snowing and cold. Like, I'm assuming they think it's New York. Um, and we are in a film, in a film studies class where they talk about a treat, a special treat they have that there's been a print discovered of an unfinished movie that's believed to be cursed. And as the opening reel, of hot-blooded plays. We see Scarman sitting behind the film lecturer as credits roll. I know. So, and she's all happy. It was almost she like, is it happy felt about like it. It felt like she almost wanted him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> that, in a nutshell, is cut. Now, um, I couldn't find the budget on this one. So I think because it's independent... Mm. Now, probably had a lot of different of, investors. The and box stuff office and... gross in Australia was five hundred and one thousand dollars. <laughs> five five hundred one uh, So they paid for Molly and Kylie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might have got Molly and Kylie in there, but um, they definitely did their due diligence. I remember seeing, like, I remember seeing promo stuff in video stores and stuff like that. I remember this review, which I read from before. I remember seeing this floating around in a magazine. I can't remember what it was, but I remember seeing it. The, um, you know, and then the, the soundtrack and all that kind of stuff. The website was very reminiscent of the the cutaway scenes that we got with the tabloids. I remember going to the website and stuff like that. But mm. it did actually get, you know, international distribution and stuff like that. There's not a lot of information on, you know, how it was received overseas. Look, it's not... I don't think it's... As we were talking, I don't think it's a horrible movie, but I think that there is um, confusion as to what it wanted to be. Yeah, and I think the the, the the low budget also contributed to that where it couldn't achieve the things it wanted to achieve. Yeah. But, yeah, and it, it lost its way a bit. But you know what? It wasn't a bad ride. It, was, it wasn't was a bad. Look, it's it's a fun let's turn it on in the background if you've never seen it, schlocky kind of moment. Like, I would, it's no worse than Leprechaun. I was no. like, listen, we've watched <laughs> Leprechaun and this is, yeah, thanks, Katie. But, right. um, <laughs> Brooke, you go, give us your thoughts because this is your first time seeing it. How, how many so, dingoes eating your baby do you give it? <laughs> how many, no, how many tongues do you give it, Brooke? Out Look, of five, I think, how many tongues? I, I think maybe two dingo and a tongues. half. I two think and a half dingo two tongues. and a half because, look, 
I think that it has a lot of potential, but it did need the extra time and the extra budget because, you know, going back to right at the start, I don't think that Kylie was given a good enough death. Um, yeah. Her kill scene could have been incredible. Um, I think I was thinking she did like a Sarah Michelle Gellar chase. Yes, in. she yeah. needed something bigger um, to make it worth it for her, so to speak. But I think that Molly Ringwald did an amazing job. I love everything about that person. She's incredible. Um, but it had so much potential that I hate to give it two and a half, but mm, two and a half I, it is. Yeah. All right, Luke. What about you? What's your okay? So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be meaner than than Brookie, and I'm going to give this two dingo tongues out of five because I felt that yeah, it, the pacing's really bad, and I can't you can't blame that all on budget. It just kept jumping around the place. It, it didn't know the vibe it wanted to have, um, and it was very reminiscent of another Australian slasher film we watched, Steve Blood Moon, which just it's like, what do you want to be? Like, get your get your shit together. What do you want to be? So I felt like this movie had some humorous moments, but they were so few and far between that the movie didn't need them because it didn't add anything. It just, it actually detracted in some ways. It was like, what the heck? Like, why throw that in there? So, and then you have like horrific deaths, like someone being burnt alive. So it just, yeah, look, two out of five because I think it had a lot of potential I really thought it was going to get a sequel, but clearly not with the shitty box office. No, you are right. Lost me there, tongue. There, there, was, there were rumours for a very, very long time after the movie that there was going to be a sequel. That um, I think that they even might have gone into like a discussion mode with like a major studio for it because it had done... It must have, it must have been made on a pretty small budget for 500000 to, you know... To, to, to warrant interest. Well, in to get sequel. distributed in the States too. And I guess it got distributed because they got Molly in it. So there was interest Ringwald. from... Yeah. So smart casting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was there's interest from the American audience to say, well, what's Molly in? You know, if you're a diehard fan, you love 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, you're going to check out Cut. Hmm. Wikipedia does um, not mention Cut on Molly's <laughs> journey, yeah. by maybe, the way. Maybe Molly, <laughs> maybe Molly doesn't mention Cut. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe Molly has to feel Oh, I reckon she had fun. She was having fun. But I th- she as, knew what as it was. Said, <laughs> I think that she is probably the strongest part of the movie. She oh. was there to, Leaps and bounds. There to play. And, she, yeah, and, she well. and I don't want to down some of the other actors, but some of them weren't very good. No, and they very much very contrasted with with Molly when you can tell like here's someone who can act even in a a poorly budgeted great, film. Be a great movie, yeah. And I don't and you've got yeah. these others that are just like, oh yeah. Someone's gonna kill me. I but. think that there were prob- obviously problems with the script. I don't know that the director had had much experience either. It feel it's it feels as you said, it feels very clunky. It feels like there should have been maybe a few more um, you know, passes at the script to make sure that it was with, especially with these movies in the two thousands. You want it to be slick, you want it to be fast paced, and you want you want those kills. You want the fu- like you want it to all flow quite well so the audience can sit there and be part of it. Um, this, yeah, watching it again, I haven't watched this movie for probably about five years or so. I had to dig out the DVD and be like, oh, okay. The nostalgia factor was, I was like, oh, okay, this 
like watching it, you're like, oh, this isn't that great. That's like I, th- I remember leaving thinking, oh, this is great movie. That was great. It's, it's going to be a sequel. And da, 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 da. <laughs> there are good parts. There are bad parts. I feel like, as as we all agreed, we there could be there's the potential for a good movie in there. Mm. And I think had it Definitely. been done correct, but we never, especially with you know, independent films, if there's multiple backers. We don't know what's going on in the in the process of you With know the creative oh, control I want, of, too. I want more of this and I want more of that. Da 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 da. It becomes a, a soup yeah. of something that you don't even know. So how many dingo no. tongues do you give it though, Steve? Uh, look, I'm going to give it two and a half for Molly, for Kylie. I think that you know it's definitely an Australian voice on this. Whether you like the sound of the Australian voice or not, that, um, as we talked with the cultural cringe, whether you like it or not, it's Cat. our answer. To, it's our answer to, to, you know, to that kind of B-grade stuff that was being made in the wake of Scream because you've got to remember we had all of those Scream knockoffs that were filling the shelves of Blockbuster at the time because this was still very much the Blockbuster age. We were all still yes. going to Blockbuster. I feel like and this video movie's easier. very much our Cherry Falls. Yeah. Cherry Falls is a good movie, though. We might have to talk about Cherry Falls one day. I enjoy Cherry Falls. It's got Brittany Murphy. Come on. Who doesn't and where is Brittany? she now? Hello. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> Dude. Really, really rough. <laughs> wow. Group. Wow. That's way harsh, Ty. That's way wow. harsh, Ty. It was a bit way harsh, sorry. So if, sorry, you have, if you've seen Cut and you would like to add your opinion, why don't you let us know, you know, jump in the comments, tell us what you think of the movie. If you have a movie that you would like us to watch, suggest a way. Katie McCarthy has some wild ideas on what we should watch next. Um, we do have some plans. We've, we've got some plans simmering in the background. We're all work. We are obviously working our way to October. How many months now, Brooke? There are exactly four. Exactly four months. So in four months today, and four I'll months be gone. And four months and oh eleven days, we will be in the cinema, all according to plan. Seeing Halloween ends with our Yay! American counterparts, so. and then doing a big group review. Yeah, well, obviously, we're going to take Jeff. We're going to take Vera to, you know, oh really get her in Vera's, the spirit. Vera's going Vera's gonna to borrow husband to cuddle with in the theatre. Yeah, we're going to make sure <laughs> V's looked got after. Vera so um, if, you, if you've got suggestions for what, us, what you would like us to watch in the meantime, please let us know. Uh, we've, we've done a request already. We've done Chris's request of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you have a horror movie that you would like us to watch, let us know. But if you have a regular movie that doesn't have, that's not horror, we also have a new show now called Aside Seating where you can ask us to watch any kind of movie and we'll watch it and get back to you. These guys will be making an appearance even, on that even show. Even how to make an American quilt. Yeah, it can be anything. We've I done our first, our first show was all about Star Wars. So when it could be anything um, and it all of our UCR family are going to jump in. There's going to be strangers. There's going to be new faces. There's going to be all that kind of stuff. So make sure you check out Assigned Seating and make sure that you join us next time we're back because like every horror movie these days, you've got to have a sequel, baby. We will be back and we'll see you next time on Uncensored Horror.
Keep it creepy. Right. Cat. Cut, cut it. Cat. Cat. <laughs>it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.